stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, I want to get to this next story, and I think this is really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, electric vehicles and, you know, moving more in that direction for environmental reasons. But, you know, that kind of, of technology also has some environmental implications. And, you know, one essential ingredient, as it were, when it comes to not just electric cars, but all kinds of technology is lithium. And, you know, the challenge is posed when it comes to uh, accessing lithium, where we find it, uh, how we, we uh, obtain it. And certainly there are environmental implications, which brings us to our, our next guest, who's been looking into a much greener way and frankly, probably a better way when it comes to mining lithium. And so uh, it's something that's that's getting a lot of attention, uh, as you can imagine. So joining us to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome to the program here this afternoon, Amanda Hall, who is a geophysicist and CEO of Summit Nanotech. Amanda, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, talk about, first of all, people don't understand where lithium comes from. What is the the, uh, the typical way at the moment uh, when it comes to, to mining lithium? Where does, where does it come from? How is it done? Yeah, so from a geological perspective, uh, lithium is kind of volcanic runoff is what it is. So uh, if you have um, lithium is sourced from from deep underground, it comes up through the magma of the of the volcano. And then over time with erosion, it washes down the sides of the volcano and then it settles into deposits Um and it usually settles as a salt, so it's like a salt formation. Um, but it also can solidify into a granite-type rock. And so there's lots of different ways that lithium is sourced on our planet. So, for instance, down in Australia, they do hard rock mining for lithium, where they take a rock that's about 1% lithium and they grind it up, they dissolve it in acid and pull the lithium out um, through a pretty extensive process. But you can also find lithium in sedimentary clays, uh, like in the USA, uh, and then you can find it dissolved into salt water that is trapped in aquifers underground. So three really cool sources. Yeah. It also comes. It's also in the oceans, but in such low, low, low concentrations that it's not. It's not worth it to try and get it out of the ocean. All right. So, so talk about why it's so important, because this speaks to the sort of batteries we use, whether it be smartphones or even electric vehicles, as mentioned. Why is it so crucial? Yeah, so lithium is the lightest, most energy-dense element on our planet. And so it carries, it, it gives you the most bang for your buck in terms of carrying energy. So it's the ion that goes back and forth between the ion, uh, cation and an anion in a battery, or sorry, between the cathode and the anode in a battery. Uh, so it carries electricity with it, and um, that's why it's so important. So in all current and future battery um innovation lithium is part of that innovation even solid state bar- batteries will have lithium in them all right so you, you outlined how lithium is traditionally mined and it, it's basically been done that way now for for decades so talk about the process for you and in, in coming to the realization that there was a, a different way and a better way of doing this so as I was as I was looking into the extraction of lithium, I'm I'm a geophysicist, so I was kind of born and bred in the oil patch here in Alberta, and I did a lot of potash mining in Saskatchewan as well, and so I I learned a lot on how to extract resources um, economically, and that's like to me that was a big driver, making sure that 
um, that it's it's a most the most efficient and economic process possible. And so that that was our that was our foundation for building this technology economics. But then layered on top of that, in order to future proof our technology and and lithium mining in general, we knew we had to hit some pretty intense uh, ESG metrics, so environmental, social, and government metrics. And so we took those two kind of criteria, economics and sustainability, and we built the technology around that. We made every decision based on those two those two parameters. And so what we do is we we take a brine uh, out of the ground. We drill so it's the same as oil. You drill a well, you bring brine to surface, and then once it's at the surface, we have a uh, kind of a series of nanomaterials that will selectively draw the lithium out of that brine water. And then we take the lithium depleted brine, so all the brine that doesn't have lithium anymore, and we put it back underground where it doesn't cause any damage. It goes right back into another aquifer or the same aquifer farther away. The, the injection philosophies are different in every country, so you kind of have to adhere to what the governments want in each country. Um, but that's that's essentially it. So that is the most sustainable way that you can get lithium out of the, out of the earth without causing a lot of damage to the environment. And uh, and it's pretty cheap overall. Like it's we bring OPEX down with this new process, which is attractive to miners. Wow. So it's still in the development phase. I understand you have a lab in uh, in Bearspaw. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a technology so, yeah. center there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, how far along are you? I mean, you know, what point is is this you know practical and in doable in the real world? Yeah, so we're, we're building our 40-foot CCAN right now. It's a pilot unit that we'll be taking to the field. Um, and it will. it's probably going to be in the field at the end of the year, so sometime between September and December. And we'll be processing anywhere from 1 to 10 cubes a day. Like, we'll do as much as we can, uh, start off small, and then ramp our way up to as, as high as we can get in terms of rates of flow. But then all that pilot is really doing in the in-situ environment is learning about what's coming out of the ground, what kind of data we need to collect. We really want to put a lot of automation into our modular units as well and and leverage the intelligence behind data analytics and optimization of processes based on what our sensors are detecting and, and what we know about our process and how it needs to be maintained and how it's optimized. And so really intelligently designing the extraction process using using sensors and and artificial intelligence like and i don't mean like robotics i just mean Mm. like the the use of data in a really intelligent way and so that's all that will all be built into our commercial units but those commercial units won't be ready to go to the field probably for two more years like we, we have to scale slowly and engineering scaling usually goes by tens so you go you go from 10 to 100 and then 100 to 1,000, and then that's our commercial size unit, unit 1,000 cubes a day. Now, the field is, is kind of global, right? I mean, lithium is mined all around the world. Where does Alberta factor in, though, both in terms of you know, developing this kind of technology and, and even as, as a potential source of lithium? I know that, that a lot of companies are looking at, you know, can we get this brine out of, out of the oil field, for example? So talk about Alberta's place in all of this. Yeah, so Alberta's, what Alberta has um, readily available is just the infrastructure and the know-how. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so easy to operate here compared to like a South American <laughs> kind of operation right. when you're in the desert. Uh, but, you know, a, a desert in Chile is no different than northern Canada, right? Like you're so remote and there's not a lot around and you've got to figure out how to just be um, operational, independent of anything else uh, and, and travel long distances. But 
Um, so, so just for context, like a brine in South America would have about a thousand parts per million of lithium in it. But a brine in Canada has more like a hundred parts per million of lithium. So mm-hmm. you get for the same barrel of brine that you bring out of the ground, you get 10 times more lithium from South America than you do in Canada. And so the operating margins just aren't as aren't as big here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that doesn't mean it, it won't it won't be something that we can continue to work on in the future. Like and and that's what our extraction technology actually does a really good job of of grabbing onto the lithium and pulling it out of the brine so that you don't have to use a lot of chemicals and energy. And so it does bring down our opex quite a bit as well. So um, what what would not have been economic with an old processing technique for lithium extraction is becoming more economic with new technology. And so it's not unlike fracking where, you know, in the old days, uh, you would never dream of pulling oil out of a shale or, or, or out of a rock that needs fracking. But with technology came that opportunity to, to attack these unconventional resources. And I would say, Alberta is classified as an unconventional lithium resource. It's not what typic- it's not the typical place where you get lithium. Certainly, this is uh, attracting a lot of interest globally for for obvious reasons, and uh, that interest, as I understand, is also included uh, a fellow by the name of Elon Musk, among <laughs> yeah. others. Uh, but just yeah, to talk a bit about that side of it, and just you know that that this is getting noticed, definitely. Yeah. So a lot of the end users of lithium, like car manufacturers or battery manufacturers. They're looking at investing in the upstream process so that they can secure the supply chain. And so Elon went out and bought 10,000 acres of lithium-rich clay in Nevada. And he, you know, he, he talked on Battery Day about how he was planning to get the lithium out of that clay. But in the background, he also is building a lithium hydroxide upgrading station in Houston. And he's investing in Australian lithium plays. And like he's kind of dabbling all over the world securing lithium supply. And so one of the things we did as a as a technology extraction company is we reached out to the people at Tesla. And I didn't actually get to talk to Elon, unfortunately, <laughs> um, but I did talk to Elon's cousin, <laughs> so, who's, who's a pretty um, important person in the company. And we talked about the technology with Elon's cousin, and we asked for samples of the clay. Mm-hmm. And he said that they weren't at that stage yet, that they were giving away samples to to, uh, to explore extraction technologies. But he did say, rest assured, Elon is watching you. <laughs> and so, so that was enough for us to think, you know, like if, if the likes of Elon Musk are in this space trying to secure the supply chain, then that means it's an important, it's an important product. And it, it's a chemical. It's not a commodity. So lithium is not a commodity. It's not globally priced. It is spot priced. So you can have a contract with with a battery manufacturer and get a certain price for lithium and it's wildly different one contract to the next so it's not controlled it's not regulated it's kind of just all over the map so there's a little bit of risk on that front too because you know you can model out your economic forecast till the cows come home but if the contract wants a cheaper price they'll get it like it's it's kind of like a midstream gas upgrader where the gas is like it's not a it's not a it's not a priced commodity it's just kind of floating if that makes any sense yeah 
Well, yeah, it's, it's certainly fascinating. It's going to be interesting to watch this all play out. Uh, much more at summitnanotech.ca. It's the website for the company. Amanda, all the best with this, and uh, thank you so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. You too. Uh, that is Amanda Hall, a geophysicist and also the CEO at Summit Nanotech, uh, summitnanotech.ca, based here in Alberta. So some pretty interesting work they're doing. It's definitely getting noticed by uh, people who, who have a vested interest in uh, lithium supply. So something to keep an eye on. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.